Listening to sermons as we go about our days, driving around or doing our work, is a perfect reminder of our Lord's promises and of His mercies. This is the mission of Upper Room Media. To make the Word of God accessible to anybody and everybody. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Good morning, everyone. I was reading um, something about a church person who wrote a letter to the editor of a newspaper. And he's writing this like letter to him and sending a message to him. And he said something about why go to church was like the caption of his message. Why go to church? What's the point? What's the big deal? And he said specifically here, he said, I've gone to church for 30 years. And in that time, I've attended 3,000 services and I've heard 3,000 sermons. But for the life of me, I can't remember one single sermon that the preacher gave. I don't remember any benefit. So I think I'm wasting my time and the church leaders are wasting their time giving sermons at all. So I think I should just step down from here. I mean, that's, that's, if the sermons are a waste of time, the liturgy is a waste of time. But then... <clears throat> Social, social media took hold of this, this letter. <clears throat> and you know how social media is. Social media takes fire about these things. So there was back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Why go to church? And maybe you answer yourself that question. Why go to church? Is there any benefit for you to come to church today? That's the question. I heard a big yes. Thank you for that. So why go to church? So many people are saying the pros and the cons and the, the why you should and why you shouldn't go. And at the end, one person wrote something that was kind of the microphone drop. He said this. He said, I've been married now for 30 years. And in that time, my wife has cooked some 32,000 meals. But for the life of me, I can't recall the entire menu of one single one of those meals. But I know this. They all nourished me and gave me strength that I need to do in my life activities. If my wife had not given me these meals, I'd probably be physically weak and wouldn't be strong today. Good answer. Good answer. Right? Yeah, good answer. Yeah, there's food and, uh, and there's whatever. You just eat, right? And then it nourishes you. You come to church and it nourishes you. Why go to church? You're getting strength. It's being nourished, right? So, like, you don't have to see a vivid thing, but you'll see things happening. Why go to church? Why come here? And this brings up really a great question. Why go to church Especially some of us would say, Abuna, I don't mind coming to church, but the liturgy is a little bit long. And some people would say, okay, so I come to church, I attend liturgy, I attend Sunday school, and then I go home. What's next? What is the benefit for me? What is the benefit? Of course the benefit is getting nourishment. But today you're going to see in the gospel, if you're paying attention, if you weren't, open up your Bibles to Mark 2. One of my favorite stories in the Gospel of Mark, chapter 2. This is a great, great, great story. So if you're there, open up. Mark, chapter 2. Does anybody remember what happened today? Who remembers the story? There was how many people came to help their friend? How many people? Who was paying attention? That's how you know who paid attention, right? How many people came in the story? Four. Four friends, you know the story very well, came to carry their sick friend who was paralyzed. Okay? And they took him where? They took him where? They took him to 
They took him where? Where did they take this guy? To the playground? Yeah. They, no, it wasn't the playground. They took him where? They took him to a house where Jesus was. And in the front door, they knocked on the door. Could they get in the front door? They can't get in the front door. So what would you do if you can't get in the front door? I'd probably just leave. Don't tell me you would go on the roof because that's what happened. You know what happened. None of us would say, oh, by the way, the door is, it's no, let's go on the roof. Not one of us would say, let's go on the roof. Not, not one of us. But they did. They thought about something crazy. Let's go on the roof, open up the area, and let down our friend who's sick. Just to let you know, that's the best example of the church. We are the friends. Go get people who are sick and take them where? Take them to Jesus. Is it easy? No. The front door sometimes, it's like it's not easy sometimes. You've got to find another way. That's kind of the vision of the church. At the end, what happened to the friend? He received what? He received healing. He was healed. Why go to church? You get nourishment and you get healing. Why go to church? But interesting enough, that's not what I'm going to talk about today. I just wanted to say those two points. What I want to talk about is Mark 2, 12. If you can be with me on this one, Mark chapter 2, verse 12 says this. This is after Jesus healed the man. Mark chapter 2, verse 12. Immediately, the man who was healed arose, took up the bed, and went out in the presence of them all, so that all of them were amazed and glorified God, saying, we never saw anything like this. Why should you come to church based on that verse? What do you think? Let me hear from you. He arose after being healed. He went outside the church. What did they do out there when they saw him? What did they do? Yeah, they were amazed. Look what it says here. It says they were all amazed. And what did they do to God? They glorified God. We never saw anything like this. So guys, what happens in this church? Yes, it's nourishment and healing. But when you go out there, people are going to say, wow, how? How are you like this? How, how is your life so different? And people are going to praise God. And praise God. They're all praising. And by the way, that's what we're doing. You say, why go to church? We come to church here. Not only to be healed, but to thank God for the healing. So when you go out there, people will praise. Do you know what the word Eucharist means? You know, Eucharist is the Holy Communion. Eucharist. I don't know if you always hear that word, Eucharist, Eucharist. What is the people talking about Eucharist? That's a weird word. Eucharist is the body and blood of Jesus. But Eucharist, translated from Greek, is Thanksgiving. It means Thanksgiving. So when you come to church, you're being healed. And you thank Him. And you praise Him. That's why we all hold the hymns. You notice we have hymns? Why have the hymns? Why come to church? To be healed and to thank Him. And to praise Him. But that's not the end. To go out there so that they can say, Wow, what happened to you? You, you speak different. You're very humble. You're more forgiving. You're not the same. You're not the same as before. That's why we come to church. For praise. Thank Him. You know, all of us, when we confess our sins... We confess, 
I'm lying, I have impure thoughts, I did this bad thing. And... But we come here. We're kind of like the paralyzed man, seeking help and healing. But when we get it, what should we do? We should thank Him and praise Him. By the way, can I give you a side note? This is a side note to you as a congregation. I love you guys. But one thing we need to do better is thanking God and praising God. That's one thing we can improve on. What do I mean by that? Is that I, I promise you guys, we come here to be helped, to be nourished, to be healed, and to be forgiven. And then we stand stoic without praising. When you come to church and you hear the deacons, and the deaconess is singing, why are they singing? Do you guys know why you're singing? It's for the Eucharist, Thanksgiving, praise. We should be the ones saying, wow, I've never seen anything like that before. How did God do that in my life? So we should not, not one person in the church, by the way, just a side note here, this is not what I want to talk about. Side note, not one of us in the church should be quiet during liturgy. Not talking, I'm not talking about talking. I'm not, I'm not quiet, we should be praising, we should be singing, we should be thinking. There's someone here who is healing. We gotta keep that spirit throughout the, all the liturgy. Open with me Psalm 34. One of my favorite psalms, Psalm 34. It's the same psalm that says, Taste and see the Lord is good. But look at this. Verse 1 says this. Psalm 34, verse 1. This is from today's psalm. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. What's in your mouth? Praise. How often? Continually. Look at what it says. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My mouth should praise Him. Why? Why come to church? Because there's healing. There's forgiveness. There's transformation. We're not here just to hang out with each other only. I love hanging out with you. But I'm here for healing. I'm here for God to work in my weaknesses. You do the same. But after He's doing that, you should say the word thank you to God. How does it form? It's in the form of the praises we do. How do you say thank you to God as we praise? Say, amazing God. So when we stay quiet in the church, something doesn't add up. You come to church, He's healing, and we just stand there like that. And it doesn't make any sense. So I'm encouraging you. I love you. I'm encouraging you. Not one of us should be quiet in the church from praise. Praise shall continually be in my mouth. That's not the end of the story. Why am I saying that? Because if you're like that, when you go outside, that's why we go to church. We come in here, we're healed, we thank Him, we praise Him, and we go out there. And people say, wow, there's something different here. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good deeds and glorify God. You go out there to be light so they can say, wow, God, this is amazing. What's in your life? Who's in your life? Today's morning Matin gospel was this. It's, it's in Matthew 28. In the beginning here in verse 8, 17, it says, The people worshipped Him. You know, after they worshipped Him, what they did? Jesus told them to do what? Matthew 28, verse 19. He said, Go out there to the nations. They worshipped, and then in Matthew 28, He says, Okay, good, I'm glad you worship. Now go out there and live out that life outside. They need me out there. They need me. Why you go to church? There's so many reasons. To be nourished, to be healed, we praise Him, and then we go out. We go out there. They see you. They see me. They're going to come in here. 
and be nourished and be healed. That's the truth. That's why we come to church. I know it sounds like a silly question. Why should you go to church? People always ask, why should I go to church? And why should I go to liturgy? And why should I go to Sunday school? And why, why, why? Why? There's a thousand reasons, answers to the why. But don't forget, today's reading was so special. 2 Corinthians chapter 2. The answer to the why is here again. 2 Corinthians 2.14 says this. Pay attention, please. 2 Corinthians, I know that there's 3,000 sermons and we can't remember one of them. That's okay, don't worry about that. But just remember right here what's in front of us. 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. Now thanks be to God, who always leads us in triumph in Christ. Through us, what does He do through us? Here's the secret. Through us, diffuses the fragrance of His knowledge in every place. For we are God to the fragrance of Christ, among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing, to the one aroma of death leading to death and to the other aroma of life leading to life. Again, you come in here, you know what we say? It says here, thanks be to God for the victory. We come here and we say, what? thank you God for the victory. Thank you for healing. Thank you for helping me. Thank you for supporting me when I felt alone and worried and anxiety and broken. Thank you. That's what it says here. But you know what it says after that? Now take the thank you and go out and be a fragrance of Christ in the world. That's it. That's what, why come to church? Nourishment, healing, we praise Him, but we go out there and be a fragrance. That's what it's saying here. You're a fragrance of Christ. When people see you and they smell you and they hear you, it's different. Okay? We're not revengeful. We're not the same as everyone else. Healing. Going back to Mark 2.12. I love the ending, like we said earlier. When the man was healed and he went outside the house, it said clearly, they all were amazed and glorified God, saying, we never saw anything like this. That's it. By the way, that's why it's worth it to go to church. That's why we have a church that's on a mission. Because when we go outside, when we go outside these walls, people should say about you and me, I, never, I can't believe this. That's how they live their life. How kind they are. How forgiving they are. How they go out of their way and go the extra mile. I can't believe that. Look, guys, what we do in church should translate outside. If it doesn't, something is wrong. Tree has to have fruit. That's us. We come here, and we're nourished, and we're healed, and we're forgiven, and we praise Him, and we thank Him, and we walk out here like a ball of fire. Fire in a good way. Glowing. That's how, that's how it is. And people are amazed. We're the fragrance of Christ in this world. That same second... Last thing I'm going to tell you this. 2 Corinthians chapter 3. The same reading. You know what it said about you and me? You are an epistle of Christ read by all men. What does that mean? What's an epistle? Who can tell me what an epistle is? You know what an epistle is? Epistle is a letter. Who wrote letters in the Bible? Who wrote most of the letters in the New Testament? St. Paul did. He wrote a lot of letters in epistles. You know what he's saying about you and me? We're the letter. What? I'm not a letter. I'm a human. No, you're a letter. What's the letter? You're a letter of the message and love of God. When people read you and they see you, they see Him. That's what he's saying here. You're an epistle of Christ read by all men. So you know what we're doing at church? Why go to church? We come to be nourished. We come to be healed. We come to praise. And thank Him for everything He's done, for all the victories. And we go out there and you're an epistle. You're a fragrance. And it shouldn't impact people around us. That's why we go to church.
Can we pray for that today in liturgy? Say, God, make me an epistle. Make me a good fragrance so people see me. They don't see a normal, another person. They see something unique and different. That's what our church stands for. Let's pray for that today together. And glory be to God forever. Amen. This talk was brought to you by Upper Room Media. We hope that this talk has, through the grace of God, touched your heart. And we pray that it will not only inform you, but will also transform you and your life with Christ.